0: Morning. The following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. A lot of people don't realize there are long term storage fees, and this happens at the six month and the. Your attention, please. Please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include fatter wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates, Manny, Manny Coates. Hello everybody and welcome to the AM PM Podcast. My name is Manny Coates and I will be your host and this is the show where we discuss how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show, AM PM Podcast, get it? As a matter of fact, I went to go see the musical Rent the other day. Pretty moving play. My lady was shedding some tears. My eyes were getting a bit watery, I have to admit. And while I was watching the play, the musical, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So today is our FAQ series. And as always, I am here with my trusty co-host, the amazing Guillermo Puyol Gui. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm excited to do another one of these episodes, Manny. How are you?
0: I am good. I am trying to get through the week. It's only Monday and, you know, the people don't know how things work with us. We try to do a few of the podcasts at the same time because our schedule gets crazy, right? I mean, gee, you and I even trying to talk for five minutes on Skype is a chore at times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we have a lot of things that are going to be coming up this week. As you listen to this podcast, you'll see some of these announcements that we're going to be making, some big stuff, by the way, guys, on our Facebook group. So definitely be checking that out. And also, if you aren't already a member, like an email member of our Helium 10 or our AMPM podcast group, make sure you do that because that's how we're going to be reaching out to you guys. How do they do that, by the way, Guy? If they've never received an email from us, ever. How do they make sure that they do get this notification? Because this is going to be like life-changing stuff for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, well, we have several options. Of course, helium10.com. If you sign up for a free account there, that, that will get you on our mailing list. And it also gets you access to some of the free tools we have available there. Or if you want to go to ampmpodcast.com, you should see a pop-up come up that asks you for your email. If you don't see that pop-up, you could actually try an incognito window on Chrome and uh, that will force it and we'll set up a, a nice opt-in page for you guys to sign up in the future. There you go.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. Because that once they get cookied and you decline that pop-up, then it goes away. We don't bother people for, what is it, a week, a month? It's, it's a while, right? It's a while, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, we'll get that on there. So, all right, guys. The FAQ series is our short podcast. This is where we come and get one question answered, some kind of frequently asked question, and we'll get in, we'll get out very quickly. We know we're all busy and we'll move on to <laughs> the rest of our week, I guess. So Guy, that being said, have you picked out a question for us?
1: Yeah, I have. feel like this one is pretty relevant right now with the announcement of the long-term storage fees going up on Amazon. A lot of people are stressing over those fees and seeing how they could actually be quite a lot of money. So on this one, it says, how do I check on long-term storage fees at Amazon?
0: Okay. How do I check on long-term storage fees at Amazon? Okay, great question. So we all have our monthly fees, right? But a lot of people don't realize there are long-term storage fees. And this happens at the six month and the 12 month date. Okay, 180 days is the first one. And it also happens twice per year on specific months. So I believe it's February 15th is the first one and August 15th is the second one. So what's gonna happen is Amazon on those dates goes in and it looks at your inventory and essentially sees what you've shipped into them that has been in their storage facilities for six months or a year or more, okay? And there's two different price points that you're gonna pay per cubic foot based on those timeframes, okay? So you're gonna wanna be checking on this. We're gonna talk about how you can do this to make sure that you know if you've got a lot of fees coming up on February 15th, because that's, like you said, Guy, that's right around the corner here or about a month away, you might wanna do something with that inventory. So let's talk about the fees though, okay? The fees, as you mentioned, Guy, are steep, okay? Let me see, I'm actually gonna have to look this up I haven't seen the numbers, it's 1125 per cubic foot at the six month mark. $1,125, mm-hmm. per cubic foot, that's crazy. So anyways, 1125 per cubic foot if you have products that are 180 days or older, and then 2250 per cubic foot once you get to 12 months. And by the way, guys, you should never, ever, ever, ever have any products at Amazon's warehouse that have been sitting there for a year, okay? That means there's some problems. You either sent way too much inventory, or it's just not selling at all, and you gotta figure something out. But first of all, let's talk about a cubic foot, right? I hope everybody knows what a cubic foot is, Guy. Should I even explain that? Wait, what is a cubic foot? Okay, <laughs> you liar. Okay, a cubic foot. We got 12 inches by 12 inches by 12 inches. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it actually is, if you think about this, right? A cubic foot, okay? Think about it this way. If I have a basketball, okay? I'm not a big basketball fan, so I don't know the dimensions of a basketball. Do you know what it is, gee? Not a clue. No. All right. But let's just say you have a basketball that is almost exactly one foot from side to side, right? You're going to put that in a box, assuming you're selling an inflated basketball and that box would be one cubic foot. So you're going to pay eleven twenty-five to store that thing once you get to that six month mark. I guess it's almost like a penalty that Amazon is charging you for that basketball. And if you're selling that basketball for 12 bucks, you're kind of hosed. Now let's assume that I'm selling a tactical flashlight. I always like to use that as an example. Okay. And. This tactical flashlight is also 12 inches long, okay? But it's only three inches by three inches wide because it's a flashlight, right? It's a long skinny thing, okay? Because of that shape of that box, I can fit, what would that be? That would be four by four, that would be 16. I could fit 16 of these flashlights in one cubic foot. Did I do that math right, Gee? <laughs> I just want to make sure. Uh, probably not. 12 inches by three inches by three inches. I think that's right. Oh, three inches? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. It's four across by four deep, so, and it's 12 inches. So that would be four and four, yeah, that's 16. Yeah, that's right, (laughs) I'm doing it in my head here. All right, so I could put 16 of these flashlights in a box, okay? So 16, think about this versus the basketball. So I'm still getting charged at $11.25 for that cubic foot storage, but I'm getting charged, I can divide that cost at 11.25 over 16 units, okay? So if I do that, I'm going to get a fee of about 70 cents per unit, okay? So yeah, it's not that bad at that point when you're dealing with smaller stuff. The long-term storage really hits you hard when you're dealing with bulkier or bigger products. Now, obviously, if you've got a product that you know, is one cubic foot, it's not a basketball, it's you know whatever, something that sells for $300, it's not a big deal, right? Because the cost, the amount of profit that you make is still there. So anyways, going back to the long-term storage fees and when they hit February 15th, August 15th, let's talk about how you even find that. Before I talk about that, Guy, anything you want to mention on what I just mentioned? No, not so far. Okay, cool. So here's how you do it. I hate doing this on podcasts because you know, you're telling people to click here and do this, but people don't know where to do this. So if you're listening, you can do it and then pause it and then you know, keep on pausing until you get there. But essentially you're going to go into your Seller Central account and you're going to click on the inventory drop-down list, right? You're going to click on manage inventory. Okay, everybody's done this. And then there's going to be a link on the far right okay at the top that says inventory dashboard okay that's what you're going to be clicking on and then from there you're going to see inventory age okay and then that's going to tell you essentially how long you've had stuff in there now think of it this way too a lot of people go well at some point if as long as I don't ever run out of stock won't I at some point have inventory that's been there for six months or longer And the answer is no. Amazon is continually selling your older stuff first. So when you send in new inventory, let's say you have a hundred pieces of inventory left, units left, right? And you send in another 200 units, they're going to sell the 100 older units first before they get to the 200 newer ones. So every time you send in new shipment, the six months starts over for that particular product or those inventory units that are being received at that time. Does that make sense, Key?
1: Yeah, it's a first in, first out. I think there might be, and I would have to verify this, but I think there's a a little clause that says that it, for the second unit and everything else. So if you're doing something like retail arbitrage and you have like this very unique book that sells for $200 once every three years, then that one unit I don't think is gonna get charged for those long-term storage fees. But if you had two of them, the second one would.
0: Hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and that's mainly with retail arbitrage.
1: Yeah, a private label. I mean. I believe that one unit still applies, but hopefully you have a lot more than one unit in stock.
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't know much about retail arbitrage guys. He knows way more than I do. So that's a good tip. So, well, so I guess one of the other things we should probably answer Guy is somebody goes through, they go, holy crap, I have, you know, I'm gonna get charged 1500 bucks or whatever the amount is, right? You're gonna see, but that page that I had just told everybody to go to, you know, to find out where to see everything, it actually tells you what your fees are gonna be, which is really cool. So on that page it'll say you've got you know, 172 units that are gonna be charged $96 or 200 and whatever dollars, whatever the amount is, and you can add it all up and you can quickly see how much you're gonna be charged. Like I just went and looked at mine right before the podcast key and I'm gonna be charged on February 15th if I don't you know, sell more units or do something, I'm gonna be charged about $800 on a variety of SKUs that I have. I worked it out, it's only like 45 cents or something per unit for me because, oh actually here, I I took some notes, yeah. I have six SKUs that are gonna get charged the long-term storage fees. It's about $800 on 1800 total units. So yeah, 45 cents per unit. So for me, it's not that bad because I typically sell high priced units or products. You know, my stuff is 30, $40. So I'm not too worried about that, but I don't have a lot of inventory that's six months or older. This is just kind of like remaining stuff that I probably ordered a while back. So you have to decide what are you gonna do with this excess inventory? You know, if the 180 day mark is about to hit six months, or God forbid you're at, you know, the 12 month mark, what do you do, right? So, I mean, what would you do, Gee?
1: Well, there's several things you can do. If the inventory is just not selling, you could try to liquidate it. It depends on the actual cost of the inventory. Sometimes it may actually be worth just destroying it and moving on. The website you always mention, I forget, Unboxed or box.com where you could, liquidate it all. You just want to get it out of storage. So whether it's selling it, liquidating it, destroying it, you could actually ask to send it back to you, right? and then you can send it back in. If it's not cost prohibitive, you could actually do that. And by doing that, it kind of pushes a reset button. So that would be 50 cents per unit to do that. So there's always different things you can do. You have to do them math and see what makes sense.
0: Yeah. I like the last idea you know, pulling the inventory. If it's a product that you know will sell, then I would probably get that inventory pulled, you know, send it back to yourself. It's gonna cost, what, 50 cents per unit. And as long as your storage fee is going to be, you know, much higher than that amount, then it makes sense. For me, as an example, I was gonna be at 45 cents. It wouldn't make sense for me to pull that. But if you have a product that, you know, is pretty big, pretty bulky, if you know you're gonna be paying, let's say five or $6 per unit on this excess storage, why not do what Guy just mentioned, which is have the stuff shipped out to you, and then you can ship it in in smaller quantities as needed. That's what I would do. Also, we should probably talk about warehouses a little bit. You know, A lot of people don't realize that you don't have to use Amazon's fulfillment centers as your warehouse. There's plenty of places that you can go to, tons of places. You can ask in our Facebook group, okay? and people will give you referrals. But you can have stuff shipped to these warehouses and stored there. They'll have much lower pricing typically than Amazon will, and they're not going to have long-term storage fees and all these penalties that Amazon hits you with. And then you just ship stuff out as you need it. You know, when you start getting low, you know what your sales velocity is. Ship in X number of units. That's what Kevin King, you know, my buddy does. He has his own warehouse, his own storage, I should say. And he just puts everything in there and pulls things as needed and sends it in. And if you're dealing with or working with a freight forwarder, then ask them. They probably have a warehouse. And since you're already working with them, you know, your billing is already integrated, might be a great solution to actually use them. And if they don't have something, they could probably refer you to somebody that does. So that's what I have to say about that.
1: Awesome, and I know that you went kind of fast when explaining how to check. So what we'll do is we'll put a link to the inventory age report, the inventory health report,
0: and the recommended removals report. Those are the three things that you can watch and we can link directly from the podcast notes just to help our listeners. Perfect. So guys, if you want to find out more about anything Amazon related, one of the best resources outside of our podcast which by the way, let me talk about that real quick. ampmpodcast.com. Okay, if you don't know, that's the website where we have all of our podcasts. And you can also click over to iTunes from there and actually subscribe. We hope you subscribe. But one of the best resources I was just mentioning is our Facebook group. And we have over 15,000 members as of right now, the time that we're actually recording this episode. You know, 15,000 sellers, Amazon sellers, one of the most active communities is on Facebook. So you find that by going to Facebook and typing in FBA High Rollers, we should be the first one that pops up. You'll see it says 15,000 people. And I believe Guy, they can also do that at our website.
1: Yeah. You can go to ampmpodcast.com forward slash Facebook and that will redirect to their group.
0: Perfect. So you'll find me and Guy in there. We get inundated with so many people being in there. So don't fret if we don't get to you immediately, but there's so many people that can answer your questions and our community is just amazing. It's awesome. Isn't it Guy? It's amazing. I love it. love the high rollers, man. (laughs) All right, man. Well, I think that answers the question. If there's anything you want to add, Guy, feel free to do so right now.
1: No, I think uh,
0: that wraps it up. Perfect, guys. All right. Until next time, we hope you enjoyed this episode. My name is Manny Coates. I'm here with Guillermo Puyol. We'll talk to you then.